If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of Matthew. We're going to be in the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew, and I'm going to be just a short, brief time, but because like I say, it's hard to top what just happened. I mean, you know, have to follow something like that's not good. If you're, if you're in a talent show and, and you have something like that performing in front of you, you might as well just go to the house, Dean. It ain't going to do you no good. But we're going to be in the sixth chapter of, of the book of St. Matthew, and we're going to begin reading in the fifth verse, and we're going to read about four verses in your reading today. And I would ask you to stand if you would, and able. If you're not, that's okay. God knows your, your need. Matthew writes... And Jesus tells us right here. He said, Pastor, how do you know what Jesus is telling you? Because my Bible is in red. And that's when Jesus is, te- is talking to us. He says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Oh, verily I say unto you, they have the reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions and the, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like of them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before ye ask Him. Father, thank you for the reading of your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I chose that passage of Scripture this morning, and the title of my message is this, Father Knows Best. He does. Father knows best. And I tell you, I had a great father. And I know every one of you here today had a great father. And we looked upon them to, for guidance and leadership to be able to hone our skills as, as his children to do the right thing and live a good life and, and serve God in heaven the way we should. You know, There's not a rule book on that, but if they, if they wrote one, it would be simply as this. Serve our father. Serve Him because He's your Father. I served my dad many years. We worked together hand in hand as carpenters on construction sites. And, and I, I rode to work for him. And then when he got to war, he wanted me to drive all the time. I, I started driving for him. And, and then when both of us went to sleep one day, he thought he would take the driving back over. Because he told us, one of us has got to stay awake. <laughs> as we went through that man jarred on Emory Road, Darren Powell, I just went around that tree and when I woke up just kept driving on home. It was either that or hit a car in front of us. Golly, I love my daddy. I tell, I'll tell you, I love my daddy. Some of us may remember, and I don't because I'm too young. In the mid-50s, if you would sit around your house most of the time, most of us had a radio. And when we listened to TV shows or shows on the radio that, that would entertain us, like Little Orphan Annie, or maybe Ren Ten Ten or Lassie. But there's another one that started in the mid-50s 
That's the title of my message this morning. Father knows best. <clears throat> now what you had right there was, was a typical family of, uh, of a man and a wife and three kids that had problems in their life that, that, that the father and the mother would, would handle it in, in a way that they seen fit to handle them. Now they didn't have the worries of, uh, of your Wi-Fi going down, or they didn't have this, you didn't have no data, or, or you didn't have this, your screen on your telephone got broke, or they didn't have none of them worries to deal with. They worried about things that, that meant something. They worried about their neighbor. They worried about things of going on in their life. But the Father had to answer for Brother A for everything that come up in their lives. In 1954, it, it came on television. So those of you that had television in 1954, you was able to watch Father Knows Best. And it was a popular TV sitcom, and it ran until 1960. It was a lot like Andy Griffith's show. It was a show that, that taught us morals. I mean, it was, really. They, 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 they wouldn't know cursing going on in them shows. You didn't hear the foul language. They wouldn't know nose rings in these people's nose and their eyes and their ears and everywhere else. They wouldn't know that going on. The, the, the sins that, that, that's on in our world today, it was not part of what they were doing. It was something we could sit and watch and listen to and, and just be part of that family. Lord, I'm so glad I'm the family of God. See, that's what that show was all about, really. If you really do some research, it was about being a God-led family in your life. What would Christ do? And years ago, they come out with these initials, WWJD, which was, what would Jesus do? And that become popular in, in, in our nation. Uh, uh, you've seen that everywhere. People had necklaces and chains and, and it was on their ties and everything else. What would Jesus do? I ask you this morning, church, when the troubles of this world comes upon you, what would Jesus do? If you can figure what that meant and what He would do, praise God, you've got to answer to your problem. He tells us that when thou prayest, don't stand like the hypocrites. Oh, Lord. We've seen them. He tells us, don't do that. He says, because they love to stand in the synagogues and, and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. In the world today, we have our church leaders Edifying their self. All about me. In their bigger churches, they wonder how am I going to get a new jet because the one I've got, I just don't have a lot of confidence in it no more. So I need you to up your ties just a little bit so I can get me a new jet. Well, Pastor, how much one of them costs? I think about $1.6 million. But that's what I need. I see that man standing where people could see him. Just like hypocrites do. I could stand before you today and say, I need some more money for gas. Hey, that ain't a jet. So listen, 
I mean, really, I'm not asking for a whole lot yet. Listen, he tells us to go into our closets. And I think, if you're a kid, sit back there and listen to a preacher say that, so why do you want to go in the closet? Well, I want to show you what that closet looks like. You shut your eyes, and you allow this to become this. Let that 18 inches from here to here get connected with God. And when you're there, that closet exists. It's one-on-one time with you and the Lord. Listen, if we ain't praying to God in heaven, and we're not investing in what He's done for us in our life, if we don't appreciate what God in heaven done for us for the sending of His Son to the cross, if we forget about thanking Him for that, and you can't get into a closet and pray one-on-one and tell Him, Father, thank You for what You've done for us in my life. There you are. Clarence Lynch is probably one of the best prayers I know. He can pray with the best of them. So are those hypocrites out there that's praying to false gods. I don't have to tell you what's going on in our world today. We see it. We talk about it. It drags us down as God's people. Clarence, we talked about this. Well, Cheryl, we talked about that this morning. And let me tell you something. If we allow that to carry on us all the time, it will drag us down as Christians. And all that is is the devil's work. That's all it is. And all he's doing is sitting back and waiting to devour anyone that he can. That's all he's waiting on. He ain't out here working. He's just doing what he does. And as long as he's in the presence, he's ready to grab you. And whatever your belief is, or whatever how saved you think you are, or how close you are to the Lord, or, or how good things are going in your life, He can drag you down to the pits of hell. But Scripture tells us when two or three are gathered in His name, Christ is in our midst. When thou prayest, go into the closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father of heaven, which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward us openly. In the 29th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, it reads this. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me, and you shall seek me and find me, and you shall seek me and find me. Which you shall search for me with all your heart. That's that place you need to get to. Your closet. And I shall be found of you, saith the Lord. I know your thoughts. It says, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions. You know, I've heard a lot of people pray many things. Sometimes when, when we're praying around, and, and, and around the throne or 
this happens a lot in revivals, Brother Clarence. Uh, there's, there's a lot of praying going on in revivals. Let me tell you something. When I, all the revivals I went to, I prayed a lot because that's what we did. We prayed. Well, why'd you do that, Pastor? I'm talking to God in heaven. Listen, we have somebody up here that, that's leading you into our lives. I'm talking to you about that. I need you to come into this man's or woman's life and allow him to be part of our family of God. I'm so glad. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. First off, thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you for your giving of your salvation that we can be saved through the marvelous grace of God. Through His mercy and, and, and all that He went through for us, we thank you for that. But when you pray, don't use vain repetitions. As the heathen do. You don't hear that word much anymore, do you? You know, back when I was a young boy, I heard that word a lot, of heathen. You know, I might have got called that a time or two myself. You know, I don't think I knew what that meant. That's probably why it didn't bother me, Brother D. I didn't know what heathen meant. For they think they shall be heard of all their speaking. So be not therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things you have need of. Father knows best. Years ago, I looked, my, I looked through my earthly father for everything that I needed. He helped me and Kathy when we first got married to, to start our lives and make it. He was always there for me. Lived under his nose for a long time. We had a trailer set on his property beside of him, and he and I worked together. And I'll be honest with you, I loved to fish a lot at night, all night, knowing good and well I had to go to work the next morning. And I can still hear that sound. Dad would look down there at Mama and there wouldn't be no lights on that trailer. And he knew it was time to go to work. And Kathy testified this. We heard this. Get out of that bed. Oh, God, I've overslept. <laughs> oh, Elizabeth. <laughs> this is a big one. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that happened. Clarence. Golly, I'm going to say it. I'd love to hear that knock one more time. Isaiah writes in the book of Isaiah. <clears throat> he says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall be sprung forth you shall not know it. He says, I'll even make a way in the wilderness and a way in the rivers and He'll make us a way in the desert. He'll make us a way. Thank God we've got a Heavenly Father. 
I got that cross, and Chris, I don't know why we kept it hid up there for all the years we did. I don't understand it. I guess I'm just like everybody else. I'm ignorant. But the Lord told me to bring it down here and place it right back there. Because it was time. That cross right there signifies a lot. And I'll just be honest with you, that looks real good. Imagine that cross Christ carried to the hill of Golgotha. When thou prayest, he wants us to go into our closets and get one-on-one -on -one with him because that's when we can get to the closest. To build your life better as a child of God, I ask you this morning to pray and talk to your Father. That's all we got to do. When you're in trouble, pray. And if you ain't got nothing to pray about, take a second and pray for me. I desire your prayers. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Because I'm glad we're a family of God. Look around. I told them ladies back there in back, I could preach on them. They'd give me some material from time to time. And just like a woman would do, they turn it right back around on me. I just don't get it. I'm so glad. Father knows best.